evening. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord God, once again. Truly, you are the God of the maintenance, Lord God. You are the God in the valleys, Lord. You never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. In the darkest season, you're still God. In the good seasons, you're still God. In the season of sickness, you're still God. In the season of trouble, you're still God. But you're always God, and you've never changed the Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, this evening, we just want to invite you. We know you are here already, your God. Lord, we just want to ask you to take the preeminence this evening, oh God. Take the preeminence of the word this evening, oh God. Father, we believe that this morning you came and fulfilled the vision that you had in your mind, oh God. Father, we believe this evening you have another vision in your mind, oh God. Father, we just want to position ourselves, oh Lord, in the exact place we ought to be this evening, God. You can fulfill the vision just exactly the way you have it, oh God. So, Father, we surrender ourselves to you, O Lord. From the speaker to the hearer, Lord, may you take control tonight, O God. May you move in a sovereign way, O Lord. Father, prayer had been offered for Brother Luke, O God. Father, we look to you, O Lord. You are the only healer that we know of, O God. We thank you for the doctors, Lord. We thank you for all of them, but Lord, ultimately, it will take you, O Lord. It will take your hands, O Lord, to move, O Lord. Lord, we've called you on the scene, O Lord God. And never one time have you been called on the scene and failed to show up, O God. So we just ask the Lord, you show up on the scene once again, Lord. May you touch Luke, O God. Lord, may you lift up the Lord, Father, may you lift up the family, O God. O Lord, as a church, we bind our hearts together, O Lord. We ask for your healing power, O God. You move in a sovereign way, Lord, we pray. Lord, we come with the service into your hands, Lord, that you take control now, Lord. We pray that you glorify your name in Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Brother Mark. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Sure, good to be here this evening. Amen. And have the opportunity to take the word once again, and we sure appreciate that. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for that, and we trust in Him. Surely appreciate the special this evening, Brother John. God bless you. Amen. And appreciate the specials this morning as well. Amen. Sure blessing, and man, we trust in the Lord, and we believe the Holy Spirit led us to what He desired us to do, and we're grateful for what happened with the voting and all that. We believe with the Spirit, Holy Spirit leading us to do that. Amen. And and we're sure glad that the Lord has placed uh, to lead us, O oh God, and, and, and we, we'll be praying for him. Amen. That's what we ought to do as a body. Amen. Remember him in prayer and keep everyone in prayer. Pray for one another. Amen. 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 Enjoy the service this morning, Brother Andrew. That was really good. Uh, you know, it almost felt like a statement this morning. <laughs> God bless you, Brother Andrew. God bless you. Appreciate you. Sure to see you back and all the world's like a family. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's take our Bibles this evening. Amen. We'll take a scripture and a very familiar scripture. And uh, Brother Branham has spoken this a couple of times. And we want to open to Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. Amen. Matthew chapter 8. We want to read from verse 23 to 27. Amen. 
Matthew chapter 8 from 23 to 27. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, and so much that the, the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the man marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Amen. May the Lord ask his blessing to the reading of the word. He might have you see it. Amen. 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 We thank the Lord and trust in him this evening, I and I feel a little bit all over the place, but we trust in him, amen. We, it won't be long this evening, just a short encouragement for us, and amen. Our title this evening is Release Jesus, amen. Release Jesus, amen. Amen, because you know, when you release Jesus, when you release Jesus, things change, amen. To release Jesus is to release salvation, Amen. To release Jesus, to release freedom, amen. To release Jesus, to release afflictions, amen. But also is to release the deliverer from all of your afflictions, amen. To release Jesus, to release our healing, amen. Is to release our joy, amen. Is to release our praise, amen. That is this, to release Jesus, amen. To release him is to release the power of the Holy Ghost that he's placed in the church, amen. That is what it is to release Jesus, amen. Now, to release, the word release, uh, if we take a dictionary meaning of it, it means to set free or to let go or to dismiss or to detain no longer, amen. To let go free, release a captive, to lose his bonds and bid him depart, to give him liberty to depart, amen. So in other words, for us to be able to make any type of release, we must have something in our hands to release. You see, you can't make a release with nothing in your hands. If you have nothing in your hands, then you, you can't make a release. Amen. And when we've got something in our hands and we make a release, we're making that release for a purpose. Amen. You don't just make a release just because you're making a release. If you're releasing money, you're releasing it for a purpose. Amen. Whatever you release, you do it for a purpose. But before you can do a release, you must have something before you can release it. Amen. Amen. You know, if we take, for example, a man that is in prison, amen. Um, uh, you know, if he's shot in prison, he's in prison. According to the law, they've placed him in the jail. Amen. Now the law has the authority to either let him go free or to keep him captive in the jail. Amen. So they have someone in their hands um, that they can either release um, or they can hold captive. Amen. And we as, as believers, as Christians, um, we also have been given something that we can release um, or we can hold captive. Amen. 
Because you see, the moment that the law comes to a decision and say that we are releasing this man, at that point, the man is set loose. The man is no more in a position where he's bound by any kind of boundaries. The man at this point has no more someone that is ruling over him. The man at this point is no more surrounded by walls. Amen. Because his bounds have been set free. Now the man is loose. He's released for the purpose for him to go free and do whatever he desires to do. Amen. Freedom has been given to him. Amen. Why? Because he has been released from his prison. And you know, there was one day that you and I were in a prison. You and I were bound in a prison. We were in captivity, amen. We were bound, we were shut in, and there were walls around us, amen. We couldn't see any further, but there was something on the inside of us. There was a seed that God had planted on the inside of us, amen. Because we belonged to someone, but someone had taken possession of us and held us in bondage, amen. But one day the owner himself put on flesh and he came down, amen. And he made his way to Calvary, amen. And when he made his way to Calvary, he went to Calvary to do one thing, to pay the price, to release us from the bonds of sin, to release us from the chains of affliction, release us from the chains, from the chains of addiction, amen. And take the slave belt off of our back. At Calvary, he set us free and he released us, amen. And in every age, according to his predestination, he will release a certain group of people for that age. Amen. Every age, he releases a group of people for that age. Now, why has he got the power to release? The reason why he's got the power to release is because we were his possession right from the beginning. So he had something in his hand that he could release for every age. Amen. Because we were on his mind before the foundation of the world. So in every age, he knew the people that he will release for that age. Amen. So in Laodicea, as we in Laodicea, we see that we are the group of people that he has released in this age of Laodicea. Amen. But you see, not only has he released us, amen, but he has released us and he has also given us an authority to be able to release. Amen. And we'll get to that now in a few, amen. We also have received an authority to be able to release. Now, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, and uh, we know what, it, what Matthew 16 is, as, 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 as you know, Jesus who asks, and uh, who do you say man is? And Peter will give an answer and, and all that. And we just want to go to verse 19 for a moment. And he said, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Now we believe that this wasn't only to Peter, but this was to the church. Amen. So that means that the church is going to come to a position where they're going to be able to release, in other words, to lose whatever they desire. Amen. 
Because that day on the day of Pentecost, um, when Peter stood up to preach, um, he took those keys um, that God handed to him and he released them. Amen. He released the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost to the church. Amen. He released it to the church. Amen. And it was for every age. It was for every age, amen. He released the Holy Ghost. So now we, as predestinated seed of God in Laodicea, have received what was released on the day of Pentecost. Because it was also for this age. Amen. Because he said what? He's going to restore us back to what? The fate of the fathers. Amen. So we have received what was on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we know that the Holy Ghost is Christ. And Christ is the anointed one. So we are the anointed people. Amen. We are the anointed people that have the power and authority to perform a release. Amen. Amen. And what have we been given to release? We have been given the word of God to release. Amen. Because we have a seed on the inside of us. Amen. And that seed is him in us. Amen. And by the spirit of God given to us, we are able to perform a release of the word of God, of the promised word of God that we have on the inside of us. Amen. Now listen to this from Brother Branham, a paradox, 1964. It says, now what is this? Christ coming to his body. Christ is the word. We all know, we all know the anointing is Christ that comes on the word, that makes the word live. Is that right? Congregation says, amen. Is that that is the anointing. Christ is the anointing. The spirit that comes upon the word that quickens that word to make it live. Now the word is in your heart. Amen. The word is in your heart. You believe in divine healing, whatever more. See, and Christ, the anointing, come to his body. See the connection, just like a husband and a wife become one. Now the church has got to get to the ministry until the church and Christ become one. Amen. He can anoint you for every blessing that's in the Bible. All of it is yours. Everything is promised at this age is yours. Amen. So the anointing has come to quicken the word that has been put, in, that has been put on the inside of you. For you to release that word. And the word is Jesus. Amen. Amen. That is what we have received. Amen. But now the anointing is here and, and the word is here. And we know that Brother Brown will talk about the dynamic and the mechanics. And you know, it feels like I might go off on a limb here, but Brother Ed, please correct me if I'm wrong here. 
But we've got the, the dynamic, we've got the mechanic. All right, so we still know the dynamic is the spark, amen. You can have all the dynamic without the spark, the car's not moving. Amen. But when I look at it, there's another element in there that is fundamental. If you've got the dynamic and you've got the mechanic, but you have no faith in it, it can't move either. Because if you have the car, you've got a motor inside and you've got the spark, but you don't have the faith that when you turn that ignition is going to light, then the car is going to stay there. It is never going to move. Amen. So we have the anointing, amen. We've received the Holy Spirit, we've received the Word. But it's going to take faith to move the Word into action. Amen. It's going to take faith to release Jesus. Amen. That is what it's going to take to release the Word of God. Brother Branham will say, faith is the key. Now you notice that here were the disciples, amen, and, and here they were on the ship and they were in the sea and they were going. And you know, in the ship, they had the word. They had the word made flesh. They had the anointed one in the ship. Amen. But you see, when the trouble came and they went to awake Jesus, he didn't rebuke them because he wasn't in the ship. He rebuked them because they didn't have faith to operate the word that was in the ship. Amen. So the anointing is here and, and the word is here, but it's going to take the faith to move it into action. Amen. Amen. See, they had him in the ship, but, but he said... Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Amen. So in other words, they had all that it took, but it was lacking the faith to move us into action. Amen. And it's going to take the same faith for us to release them and to move them into action. Amen. Now we know very well that as we look ourselves to be the three-part being, that in our soul is faith or doubt. Amen. In our soul is either faith or doubt. Amen. And we are a free moral agent people. Amen. That we can either release faith or we can release doubt. Now when we release faith, it paralyzes all the senses that are in your spirit and all the senses that are in your flesh. Because faith is a master of circumstances. Faith doesn't look at the situation. Faith doesn't look at reasoning. Faith doesn't look at imagination or what has happened before. Faith just takes the word and believes and moves it into action. Amen. So when we release faith, it paralyzes the senses that will cause it to not to go into action. But when we release doubt... We anoint our spirit realm and our flesh realm to see the things that are around us. And it paralyzes faith. Amen. So we are free moral agents that we can either release faith or we can release doubt. 
And this very evening as we sit in here, we have the, 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 the ability, we have the, we have the free moral um, ability to be able to either release faith um, or to release doubt. And I don't know about you, but this evening I will want to release faith. Amen. And I believe that there is someone in this building that will want to release faith. Friends, we were going to need faith um, to leave this place. Amen. The trials are not over. We are going to need faith um, to go through the trials. Amen. Satan is going to do all he can to try to bring us down. But we're going to need faith to push our way through. To not look at the circumstances. To not look at what is going on. But to take faith and say this is the word of God. And just stay with him. And just move forward with him. Because when you release faith, you are releasing Jesus. Amen. Because by faith, um, there was a blind man in the Bible who by faith um, received his sight. He was born blind, but the moment he released his faith, um, he received his sight. There was a woman in the Bible with a blood issue for 12 years. And by faith, the moment she released the faith and said, if I can only touch his garment, I will be made whole. The moment she released the faith, she was made whole. There was a man in the Bible, a man by the name of Lazarus, who was in a tomb for four days. But see, he had some sisters that had faith. Amen. And the moment they came in contact with Jesus um, and they released faith, um, the dead for four days um, gave up the dead and rose again. Amen. There was a little girl by the name of Georgie Carter. Hallelujah. And she said, I am going to stand on faith, amen. Because she had read that there is a God of the impossible, amen. She had read that there is a God that is still a healer, amen. There is a God that hasn't changed, amen. And when she started to read about him, her faith was able to cause the prophet to have a vision. Hallelujah. It caused the prophet to have a vision and hear the voice of the town that she was in because she said, I will release faith. Amen. And it caused the prophet to leave the revival and go all the way to a little town because the little girl said, I will release Jesus. I will release faith. And a girl that was bedridden with TB for nine years and eight months rose and was walking on her feet, got back on the piano, playing it away, and became the piano player of that church. Why? Because she released Jesus. Amen. There was a woman in Memphis. Amen. Hallelujah. She had a little boy, a son, amen, that was afflicted with sickness. But by faith, he said, I am going to pray for my Elijah. Amen. She said, I'm not going to look at the circumstances, but I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to stand on it. And a woman could pray and call a storm to bring down a plane. Hallelujah. 
This is the power of the Lord is on the inside of you. If you can release them, Jesus. Amen. Cause a storm to bring down a plane. Hallelujah. And cause a prophet to be led to her door. Hallelujah. You are not going to, this is not a season that you may cause a prophet to be led to your door. But you can let Jesus to be led to your door. If you can release him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, church. Amen. That is the God that we're serving. Amen. If someone can only release him. Amen. Friends, we are no more in between revivals. Amen. We are no more in between revivals. But the Branham said, as they were crossing that sea, they were going in between revivals. We've done gone through in between revivals. We are on the other, on the other side of the, of the Sea of Galilee. Amen. And there are different things we're going to face there because Jesus, Branham said, he was going to face the maniac of God over there. We are not in between revivals. We can't let Jesus be sleeping on the ship right now. It is time to release Jesus, amen. It is time to let him loose, amen. And we know that revival is not so much of adding of people. It's not so much of whatever, but, but a revival, amen. A revival is, 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 is bringing back what you already possess. It's bringing back what already is yours, amen. And the only way to bring that back is to push out the trust um, that is holding it back. Amen. This is a season of cleansing. Amen. This is a season of, of a cleaning, of, of a purging. Amen. For us to come to a place where the only thing that is left on the inside of us um, is only Jesus. Amen. That is where we are. Brother Bram said, awakening Jesus. 1963, he said, you know what he's doing? He said, he's here tonight. Waiting to be proved. Amen. He's here tonight waiting to be proved. Amen. He's here tonight waiting to be proved. Who's going to release me? Who's going to release me? He's here tonight waiting to be proved. Amen. But the St. Bram said, wake Jesus that's in us. Wake Jesus in our lives. Is that the God that set our souls to fire with the Holy Ghost? The God that taken these blinded eyes of mine, opened them up. Is that the God that raised me off the dead bed? The God that always seen bringing the dead back after being dead for, for hours. Is that the doctor pronounce it dead and write a statement to it five different times? Waken that God. Waken him up. We ought to call on Jesus and wake him up. And call him on the scene. We have a need of him. Church, we have a need of him. We have a need of Jesus. We have a need of Jesus as we move forward. We have a need of Jesus to move on the scene in the Seminole family. We have a need of Jesus to move on the scene in your home. Someone is going to have to release him. So then call him on the scene. We have a need of him. Yes, sir. Then call him to confirm his word. 
is that if we wake him up, get him set up in us um, till your own doubts and frustration has passed away, now call on him and say, Lord, you promised. A little while and the world won't see me no more. And I am not of the world. You prayed that I would not be of the world. And I am not of the world. I am yours. And you said the world will not see me no more. Yet you'll see me. Is that you see me, Lord, I want to disturb you. I want to arouse you out of my own sleeping body. Is that my own sleeping heart of these realities? Is that waken Jesus? Is that come to me? Then the doubts and fears will cease. Waken Jesus. Release Jesus. Amen. That's the season that we're living in, church. It is time for us to release Jesus. Amen. He is in you. He is in me. But it's going to take someone to release him. You see, it was a pilot caught, amen. And I was pilot caught that day when, when Jesus was brought forth. And, and you know, Barabbas was brought forth as well. And they asked the crowd, who, who, who do you want? And, and they cried out and they said, we want Barabbas. They said, release Barabbas. Release Barabbas. And you know, many of us this evening will say, if I was standing there, we would have never said, release Barabbas. Now surely by the revelation that we've received today, None of us would have said release Barabbas. But at the same time, God had a plan and a purpose why Barabbas had to be released. Because Jesus had to go to the cross and pay the price. But I believe that there was a picture that was being painted there. I believe there was something that God was trying to show us in the scene as Barabbas was being released. Because today we've got the same Barabbas and we've got the same Jesus. Today we stand again in Pilate's court. Amen. We stand again in Pilate's court. And Barabbas is your flesh. And Jesus is your soul. And the call is here this evening. Who are you going to release? You're going to release Barabbas or you're going to release Jesus? You know, many a times it's easy to release Barabbas. When frustration comes, it's easy to release Barabbas. When struggle comes, it's easy to release Barabbas. Amen. When struggles comes, it's easy to release Barabbas. When situation rises up in the home, it's easy to release Barabbas. It's easy to release Barabbas at any time and any moment. But who will release Jesus? Who will release Jesus? Who will say no? Who will release Jesus? Laodicea has chosen to release Barabbas. They've released Barabbas in the schools. and They've released Barabbas in the homes. They've released Barabbas in the politics. They've released Barabbas everywhere. But someone is going to have to release Jesus. Someone is going to have to release Jesus. Amen. 
Someone is going to have to release Jesus. Amen. Barabbas is our old nature. Barabbas is our old ways. Someone is going to have to cry out, Jesus. Someone's going to have to cry out, Jesus. He knew that it was going to be a season in this age that they were going to release Barabbas in this Laodicean age. But that's the reason why he put you here. Because he had confidence in you that you would release Jesus and you won't release Barabbas. Amen. And we are living in a time, friends, that God is waiting to be released. Amen. You see in the scriptures in Luke chapter 18 verse 8, Jesus asks the question and says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man come, cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Now we believe that we're living in the Son of Man ministry. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. So the Son of Man is here. But the question is, is he going to find faith? Is he going to find someone that's got faith to release the Son of Man? And let the Son of Man do the work of the Son of Man. Amen. We are living in that season. The Son of Man is here. But now is faith here to release the Son of Man. And we are the ones that have been called and given the faith to release Jesus, to release the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. And it's only our faith that will release him. Work is faith is pressed, 1965. Brother Brunham says, and he's making an example here, and he says, and if God... We'll just poke that right down in your heart tonight and said, you are not going to be lying in that bed. You are not going to be sitting in that chair. You are going to be well. Brother Bram said, there couldn't be anything change your mind in it. If God came and told you you're going to rise up from that chair or you're going to rise up from that situation, is that there wouldn't be anything in your mind that would change it. He said, but until that, that's happened, every preacher in the world could pray. I don't say it wouldn't help you. It would. It would encourage you. He said, but until that faith... See, the healing power is in you. Amen. It don't come from the preacher. It comes to you by revelation, by faith. Is that not by power, not by might, not by spirit? Say the Lord, my spirit, by grace. Reveals this to you. And there's nothing can take it away. Boy fed revelation. 
So we see the healing power, Lois, in you. Delivering power, Lois, in you. It is not going to take the preacher. It is going to encourage you. But it's going to take a revelation. It's going to take faith to release the healing power. It's going to take faith to release the delivering power. It's going to take faith to release whatever you have desire of. Amen. It's going to take faith to release because it's already on the inside of you. Amen. And the word of God goes forth to stir up that faith. Amen. That will bring you to a revelation of who you are. To release what God has put on the inside of you. Because the seed on the inside of you has got a potential in it. To bear fruit. To bear the fruit of love. Bear the fruit of peace. Bear all those good fruits. But someone is going to have to release it. Someone's going to have faith to say, this is what I want to release. It's in me, and I'm taking the faith to release it. And believe that it is going to happen. Amen. Because we are in the season of God's release. Amen. Hey, Moses, the book of Deuteronomy will, will talk about something as he's given all the laws. And, and in Deuteronomy chapter 15 from verse 1 to 3, Moses says this. He said, and at the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor, the lender ought Unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it to his neighbor or of his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Of a foreigner, you may require it. So the foreigner, you can require it. But of your neighbor, your brother, you can't. You release it. He said, but you shall give up your claim to what is owed by your brother. So we realize here it says, at the end of seven years, there is a release. Amen. And we believe that you know where I'm going. <laughs> at the end of the seven years, there is a release. We've been through seven church ages. And we are at the end of the seventh church age. And according to the law, there must be a release. Amen. Are you with me this evening? There must be a release at the end of the seventh church age. Now, the word of God promises us, and I think in Luke chapter 17, that there shall be a return of the Son of Man ministry. Joel tells us about a restoration. Amen. Amen. So there are some promises in the Bible for the end time. Paul will talk about the restoration, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. 
Brother Branham will talk about the third pool. There are so many things that have been spoken concerning the end of the seventh church age. Amen. And these things are to be released at the end of the seventh church age. He said, according to what the, the, the scripture was saying in Deuteronomy, the creditor had to release it. Amen. The creditor had to release it. And we know that the one that holds all these mysteries, the one that holds all these promises, was Jesus himself. And he is the one that in Revelation chapter 5 um, stood for um, and took the book. And he took the book um, to perform a release for the end of the seventh church age. To release all the promises that were in the Bible. To release the restoration, amen. To release the healing in the wings, amen. To release Malachi chapter 4, amen. To release Revelation 10, amen. Amen. It was at the end, and so he performed the release. And we are now at the end of the seventh church age, and we have received what he has released. The seventh messenger has come, and it has been revealed. The mystery has been made known. Amen. The release has happened. Amen. The seventh messenger has sounded the trumpet. Now there is another thing about the creditor, amen. Once the creditor released them, he couldn't take it back. Amen. He couldn't take it back. At the end of the seventh church age, once he releases it, he can't go back and say, no, I'm taking it back. So the release of the Son of Man ministry, the release of the restoration, the release of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he cannot take it back. Amen. And he has released it all at this end time. Amen. And as we said at the beginning of the service, you can only release something that you have. Hallelujah. Are you with me this evening? Can we preach a little bit this evening? You can only release what you have. Oh, hallelujah. And you see, when he came in this last age, at the end of the seventh church age, and he released them, he released it to the church. And we know that Brother Branham said that all that Christ was, he poured it in the church. Amen. So now the church has received everything that Christ released. So now there ought to be someone that will perform another release. Because you have received something now that you can release. Amen. You have received something now that you can release. You have got the Holy Ghost that you can release. You've got joy that you can release. You've got peace that you can release. Oh, hallelujah. You've got healing that you can release. You've got deliverance that you can release. Everything that he has released, you have received it. Amen. 
And now in the word of God, now you may say, how do I receive faith? The scripture clearly tells us in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the faith cometh by the hearing of the word. Amen. So now this evening, we have come to realization that we've received something. Amen. I believe everyone in here has received the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you're sitting here, you're definitely a predestinated seed of God. So you've got the word on the inside of you. And now this evening, the word of God is going forward and you are hearing it. And the scripture said, the faith coming by the hearing of the word of God. And it's going to take faith to release whatever you've got. So this evening, if you're sitting here and you've received the anointing and you've got the word of God on the inside of you and the word of God has been preached, then you have received the faith to release whatever your need is. Amen. You have got the faith to perform a release, to release whatever is on your heart. But now the scripture told us again that if it was a foreigner, if it was a foreigner, you had every right to say, give it back. Amen. You had every right to say, no. This is mine because you are not part of this group. Hallelujah. Oh, my. You are not part of this group, so you can't have this. Amen. The release is to the pride. Amen. But there is a foreigner that comes around. Oh, my. There's a foreigner that comes around. And he comes and he tries to take what has been given already to you. He comes and he tries to take your healing that has been given to you. He tries to take your joy that has been given to you. Sometimes he goes in your closet and he steals your joy shoes. Oh, yeah. And he runs away with them. Oh, well, you can chase him tonight and say, those are my shoes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those are my shoes. There's a foreigner that comes around and he tries to take this and take that and take this. But according to the law, you have a right to go back to that foreigner at the end. Hallelujah. At the end of that seventh year. So at the end of the seventh church age, you have a right to go to the foreigner, call Satan and tell him, you can't hold it anymore because it is the end of the seven church age and it is the year of God's release. So whatever you've taken from me, I'm coming to take it back. You have to release it because it's at the end of the seventh year and we are at the end of the seven church age. And you have every right to say, Satan, you have to release them, whatever you have taken from me. Because God has released to the church everything that we have need of. And now it's going to take that faith to release what God has placed on the inside of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. 
the one that Jesus will say to us, that if you can say to this mountain, amen, be thou removed one doubt in your heart, amen, whatever you say, you shall receive. That is what has been released in this last age. It is the power of the spoken word. He has released the power of the spoken word because there ought to be a people that will receive that power to speak the word again. No wonder your prophet will tell you that you are the voice of the last age. Hallelujah. You are the one that make the release this evening. You are the one that is called to make the release. You are the one that is called to tell Satan, give it back, amen. Brother Branham said in my new ministry, Jefferson, 1959, he said, For if a man or a woman is so consecrated and surrendered to God, that God just moves in and uses their voice, and it isn't the man speaking. It is God that's in him speaking. Amen. Now, when you notice something about this court, it said, if a man or a woman is so consecrated and surrendered to God. Now, you remember we spoke about a revival, amen. And we said that we are not in between revivals. We have come, we are the revival. We are in the revival. Amen. And a revival, as Brother Branham will show us, is what is a cleansing and a purging out. Amen. To restore what you already have. As Brother Branham will give the description of what he stood, we don't remember which sea it was, but he said it was just pushing the trush out and pushing the trush out, and he said the sea was having a revival. Amen. And now we are not in the midst of a revival. We are in the revival. Amen. So it is a time of consecration. It's a time of surrender. As Brother Branham is saying here, if a man or a woman is so consecrated and surrendered to God, so in the midst of the revival, it is not just a shouting and it's all good, but it's about a consecration. It's about a full surrender, amen. That is what the revival is about. It's a full surrender to come to a place where God can take control of your body. And that is what brings the revival. Amen. He said it's not him speaking, but it is God speaking. And Brother Branham will go through all that. Just jump to the bottom here. He said, I said, that is true. I see it. It's God that's speaking. And all the church needs is to step closer to him. A more consecrated life to live with him. That is what the church needs. A closer step to him. A more consecrated life to live with him. Amen. That is what the church need for the revival. That is what the church need to have the release. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham says again in my new ministry, says this. Is that now I am sure you could see what it is. Brother Branham said it's, it's a common of a greater, deeper anointing of the Holy Spirit. Brother Branham said how to get into it, I don't know. Only thing I know, it takes God to put it into you. It takes God to put it into you. Now, Brother Brown preaches this in 1959. Amen. And we have had a beta release. Amen. And it said it takes God to put it into you. 
And at the end of that seventh church, of the seventh year, the creditor performed the release as we saw. So we believe that God has put it in his pride because we are at the end of that seventh church age. The spoken word is in you. It is going to take a more consecrated and surrendered life. A closer walk with him. Amen. For it to go to the full manifestation. For you to release him. But the season is here. The time is here. It is the season to release Jesus. Amen. Amen. The trumpet has already done saying that we've had a seven-day message. We've had it all. But it is time to release Jesus. But Abraham continues to say, so you just live as sweet and humble and close to God as you can. Is that don't doubt him. Just believe that everything is working just to the good for you. And everything will walk around all right. Amen. It is the time of Jesus' release. Amen. We are standing once again in Spilers Court, as we said. But someone is going to have to release him. And I believe there are people here this evening that are going to say, oh, I'm ready to release Jesus. Amen. Not just in the service, but every day of our life to say, I'm going to release Jesus. When the trials come, I release Jesus. Amen. When the trouble comes, I release Jesus. You know, as I had a Andrew, I think, was reading this morning. That there are fearful waves in front of us. But we're going to crest them all. Amen. There are still going to be trials. Having Brother Ed as the pastor doesn't mean the trials are going to be over. Amen. But there are still going to be trials. But the question is, what are we going to release? You see, church, we had a little trial. Some of us released Barabbas. Some of us released Jesus. More trials are going to come. But this time, who are we going to release? Who are we going to release? God tried us. And this year, he's tested us. He's tried us with different things. And some of us released Barabbas. But it's given us another chance, another opportunity again to say, more trials will come. But this time, release Jesus. Release Jesus. Don't release Barabbas. Barabbas will bring confusion. Barabbas will bring division. But Jesus will bring peace. Jesus will bring unity, amen. Let's release Jesus. It is the seventh, the end of the seventh church age. All the blessings have been poured upon the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. But now it's our turn to release what we've received. Amen. Let's stand on our feet this evening. Amen. 
Release, Jesus. The musicians can come. Amen. Amen. You see, the disciples, when the trouble sea arose and they were there. And you see, they released Barabbas. In that very moment when, when there was tension and, and there was stress and they didn't know what to do. The first thing they thought we had must do is release Barabbas. Our own ideas, our own thoughts. We can figure this one out. We know how to do this. We've been in this for a long time. We are fishermen. We've been on boat. We've seen the storms. We've seen all these things before. We can fix it. And they started releasing Barabbas and doing this and the other. But very soon they started to realize that the ship was sinking. Then they came to a point and they realized, well, wait a minute. Jesus is in the boat. Play something softly, Sister Ranchi. Jesus is in the boat. He's lying right at the back of this boat. It is then that they came to realization. And they called on Jesus. And you know when they released Jesus? The storm was calmed. When they released Jesus, the trouble was over. You say, why didn't they release Jesus at the start then? That's exactly what we do. Oh, include us. When the troubles arise, we've been there before. We can do it. I know what to do. But let Jesus take the reins this evening. Let Jesus take the reins this evening. You know, this morning I came to church and, and I was just praying. And you know, lately I've been praying and committing things to the Lord. And, and I've been saying to the Lord, I want you to take the reins of my life. And I took that inspiration when Brasti Berson was here and was speaking to the young people. I said, Lord, I want to take the reins of my life. And, and I was sitting there praying this evening, this morning. And. As I was praying and laying something before the Lord, something just kind of spoke to me and said, well, you told me to take the reins. And for a moment, I could see this picture of, of Jesus holding the reins and he's gone. And I am sitting right next to him. But I'm trying to tell him what to do. I'm trying to tell him, look, there's a storm there. Look at that. But how are we, we going to do this? And he's just riding away because they told him to take the reins. But still, I'm trying to tell him what to do. And I'm trying to tell him and point him to this and, and point him to that situation and point him to the other situation. Then I just felt like he just turned to me. And he said, but you told me to take the reins. And I said, Lord, you rise. I told you to take the reins. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to let you ride it. I'm not going to ask questions anymore. Because you know what's ahead. You know how to crest the storm and all these things. This evening, I just want to say this evening, let him take the reins. Don't question him. Don't question him. If you've given him the reins, 
Just trust them. John shared a quote with me this week. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, just trust them. You've released them. You've given them the reins. Let them just ride it. Don't worry about your children. It's a burden. I've got cousins and different things happening and every day is another worse news than the other one. But I've given God the reins. You've got loved ones. You've got different things in your life. If you've given them the reins and you're releasing Jesus, just let him take it. Don't let Barabbas get in the way. But let Jesus lead you all the way. Amen. We do it as a church. Amen. Amen. We release Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we sing that song, I Feel the Pull? We feel the pull. I don't thought the service would go this way. But God knows. Amen. God knows. Amen. I feel the pull. I
evening amen and we want God amen to lead us amen as a church from now on and we're trusting in him amen 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 I believe I believe the Lord is going to do greater things I believe the Lord is going to move in a greater way than he's ever moved before amen but we're going to have to release Jesus we're going to have to release Jesus amen let's sing this song spirit of God move and we ask for the air to come amen write your word in my heart Amen. Spirit of God, move at your word and my heart. Fill my hope in. Fill my hope in. Oh, my life. Spirit of God, move an empty vessel.
Yeah.